Did you know that some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, -side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. I'm Nicole Lappin, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. It's time for some money rehab. We all have friends that we compare notes with, right? Like during wedding season, you and your squad will get together and compare how many bachelor or bachelorette parties you have on your calendar right now and how to get the cheapest deals on hotels for all those awful destination weddings. I... And man, I know I'm going to sound like a complete nerd right now. Like to compare notes with my friends on our investing portfolios. I know this is not a topic typically we cover with our friends over drinks, but I think we should. Because in everyone's portfolio, they have that one hero investment, the one that's doing better than all the others. And if you compare notes with your friends, you can put your hero in their portfolio and their hero in your portfolio and everyone wins. I recently did this with Tiffany James, the CEO of Modern Black Girl and a financial expert I have long loved. Today, Tiffany tells me her favorite investments, yes, the literal companies that she's made bank on, so get ready to take some notes. Here's our conversation. Tiffany James, welcome to Money Rehab. Thank you, so happy to be here. I am so happy to finally have you. I feel like I've just had a lady crush on you from afar, like a financial lady crush, of course. Oh, I mean, honestly, likewise, it takes a lot to do what we do just being in the financial space, but there's production, there's a show, there's multiple shows you have going on. Like, I just look and I'm like, oh, this is what we got to do, team. We have to this is the goal. This is the bar. Okay. You set the standard for us. So I just want to let you know and give you all your Thanks, flowers. I love everything oh, you do. I love that. So I'd love to dig into your story, Tiffany. A big part of your origin story is so cool because you turned 10 grand into 2 million. Is that right? Let's get this straight. And how the heck did that happen? Oh my gosh. It started off very rocky. I think anyone starting off investing, you know, it starts off a little just like, you know, I don't know what to do, how to do it. And then you're kind of just making your way through, depending on how you started. But for me, I had a really good mentor named Juan Davis, and he was such a Tesla bull. He told me one day, hey, Tiff, you should take half of your check and just invest in this stock. So I remember my mom bringing me to a seminar in 2016 about stocks and just buying little stocks that really knowing a lot about money or stocks and how this even works. And 
the basic concepts, didn't really get it. And he's like, you know, you should do this. And I said, you know what? Why not? It was a good month for me. I made a lot of money. And I was just like, you know what? Let's put this here. And in my head, I think it was like a savings account where I was like, you know, I'll just put this here. So literally come back six or seven months later, I now have almost five figures. And initially I put maybe like three or four grand in it. And I more than doubled my money. And that is when I was like, oh my God, I should take this a little bit more seriously. You know, I just look more into this. And little by little, I started meeting so much people in the industry. And first it was $5,000. And I started doing a lot of heavy trading. And money just fluctuated 5,000 to 10,000 to 17,000 to 6,000 to 4,000. And then eventually I got back down to about seven to 8K. And I was like, you know what? I need a little bit more money. So I was like, you know what? We put another 5K on top of that. And really locked in as a trader and investor. And it was a really good time for me to start building my portfolio of things that I already had. I had Tesla, so that's great. You know, around time, Tesla was like 40 or 50 bucks. So like really, really cheap. Next thing you know, I made 250,000. I was just like, I am not going back to work. I'm not coming back. <laughs> and then from the 250,000 that had cash, just like, you know what? Let's continue to do this. And next thing you know, with starting Modern Black Girl and working within the community and just being heavily invested in the stock market world, I found my niche, creative strategies. And next thing you know, we made $2 million. And now it's up, so we're close to $6 million right now. And this is just your own account? This is just me. For those who don't know, what's the difference between trading and long-term investing? Primarily time. When you're trading, you're looking for more smaller moves, more strategic moves and more catalyst opportunities versus long-term, you are more of a core fundamental investor. So you're looking at primarily what is the overall outlook of a company? What are they doing with their money? Who are their CEO? So more of a long-term outlook versus when you're trading, it's more opportunities. But what I love so much about you, I mean, so many things, but you are so honest about how you weren't so responsible all the time. In the past, you ruined your credit, right? Like, didn't you get a used Honda? You crashed after a few months. Like, Ugh. what changed your mindset around money? You know, quite frankly, I just didn't think I was making enough. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> but I think as, as a young age, it's very easy to get caught up in the rabbit hole of working and spending and living a life and just finally being free. Because when I went and bought this Honda, I was like 19, 20. And in that moment, it felt like the right thing to do, right? You go to college, you buy a used car so you can get around and you can move, especially if you're not fortunate enough to kind of have your parents buy you a car and you just have to do it on your own. But you go to a used salesman and not understanding how to actually buy a car. And next thing you know, you're upsold and now you're $20,000 for a car that's really worth $6,000, $7,000. And, you know, that's exactly what happened to me. And I couldn't afford it because I didn't even understand the concept of budgeting at that time. But that was something that I never talked about. My family definitely never took any budgeting classes in college. You and me both. <laughs> so it was only once you started trading and quit your job that you realized that your base salary is never going to grow real wealth. No, absolutely not. Because I mean, at that time, I was working two to three jobs where, you know, I had my web development company and I was doing front end designs, but also I was doing fashion and PR events and hospitality. So at this time, I was bringing pretty good money, you know, I was making like $150,000 roughly with both incomes. 
But it becomes one of those things where if you don't really have a system in place, even with making six figures, you can really blow through that money and live paycheck to paycheck, especially if you're sacrificing six figures for your time, which is exactly what I was doing. So I was working two jobs and I had pretty much one day off. So I never really had time to really think about, okay, what is it that I really want to do? Do I want to start this business fully? What do I want to do? And that's something that I preach a lot right now about resting and giving yourself time to really strategize and know what is it that you really want to do for your life? Because a lot of us, we end up being consumers and just working and working and working because we don't invest as much time in ourselves than we do with these employers to make X amount of dollars that it just becomes a cycle. And we end up doing it over and over and over. So yeah, that's what happened to me. And that's what happens to so much Americans, you know? So many. I mean, it happened to me too. And I'm first generation American. And once I figured out investing, I was like, damn, okay, I worked so hard for my money. It's time it returned the favor. Okay. <laughs> I think that getting your money to work for you is the coolest thing I had ever seen that the beautiful force of compound interest really sucks when it works against you. Like it worked against me when I had debt, but when it works in your favor, you could use that same cool force and make money. Exactly. I mean, once I figured it out and I saw my money go from here to here with Tesla, I said, I could never go back. And a lot of our ladies have that aha moment where they're like, I can't go back. Which is a good thing. I mean, we had a billboard campaign that said, I'm glad I didn't invest earlier, said no one ever. Because, you know, you're how old are you? I'm 28. I'm going to turn 29 in two months. Well, happy almost birthday, my little baby. But yeah, I wish I started earlier. I'm just like, gosh, I want to tell all the 20 year olds out there to be like, just start now. You don't need a lot of money. You need a lot of time. You have so much time. Just go like today. You're never as young as you are today. Honestly, and that's one of the hardest things. And you know what? I think that's why I love what I do because I don't show up as your average investor. And that's designed that way. You know, I want to look like a fun influencer girl living my life, partying, but also spending time and allocating a decent amount of time and investing, but also having a good time and not just working, 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 and really just doing what I love. But, you know, not being too stuffy. Like, you'll never really see me in a suit. It doesn't match my style. And I never want to be that girl. Even sometimes when I do, like, the CNBCs and things of that sort, I try to still have that same essence of girl next door. You know, someone that you can talk to, have a beer with, go to a party with. But also, I could tell you about some stocks that can change your portfolio, right? And we can break down amazing companies and we can still live the life that we want and know that this is something that can help advance your life. Hold on to your wallets. Money Rehab will be right back. Money Rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. It doesn't get easier than that. For me, hosting on Airbnb has always been a no-brainer. When I first signed up, I remember thinking to myself, self, you pay a lot of money for your house. It is time that house returned the favor. 
And to get real with you for a sec, I felt so much guilt before treating myself on vacation because traveling can be so expensive. But since hosting on Airbnb, I feel zero stress for treating myself to a much needed vacation because having Airbnb guests stay at my house when I'm traveling helps offset the cost of my travel. So it's such a win-win. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you ever get FOMO, fear of missing out? Well, do you ever get FOMO Tupita, fear of missing out on the perfect hire? If so, I have the antidote. It's LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites, and that adds up to a serious squad of awesome candidates. LinkedIn has over a billion professionals on the platform, and these candidates are super qualified. So much so that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. I work with LinkedIn Jobs for all of my dream team needs, so they're hooking up money rehabbers at linkedin.com slash MNN. Go there and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash MNN, as in Money News Network, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now for some more money rehab. Let's talk about stocks. You're really bullish on makeup stocks. Tell me more. So my makeup stock journey really started in 2020. So 2020 was really when I was like, you know what? People are underestimating the makeup industry. It's because it's male dominated and they don't understand the power of social media and they don't understand the power of Gen Z when it comes to makeup and beauty and how influential it is when it comes to the market. Because when you think about a lot of the makeup stocks, they're coupled in these big monster houses like Johnson & Johnson, right? Or LVMH. It's very rare that you see standalone companies on the market that have been here for the last maybe 10 or 20 years. Hence like the Ultas of the world or the Elsa of the world that are kind of like newly IPO companies that haven't been here for more than like 10 or 20 years. So they don't really understand the power of these companies nor are they looking out because of course it's male dominated. So for me, it's my world and I understand social media and the power of it and understanding the makeup industry, but also what makeup does to women and how we spend and how we are as consumers, it's a no-brainer. So you're bullish on Ulta? I'm bullish on Ulta, yes. However, I am really, really bullish on more Elf than I am Ulta. Because Ulta was my 2020 stock that just happened to do really well now. And I still love Ulta and I do see a huge, huge, huge outlook for Ulta for the next five years for sure. But I do like standalone companies and I wish there were more standalone cosmetic companies that would IPO, honestly. And I love what Elf has been able to do for women in the makeup industry. Not only do they have products that can target their high-end client that use some of their like main products that like they have like their really concealer that everyone loves and certain brushes that everyone loves but also i love that it caters to everyone and if you think about our current economy we want to feel beautiful we want to feel special we may not have enough money to go buy the gucci brush or the gucci foundation right however does gucci have foundation i didn't even know that dior how about that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, listen, you, you'll forget more than I will ever know about this stuff. But you're not just going off the trend. You're going off the trend plus you're doing analysis. Absolutely. So for me, 
My investment style when it comes to long-term is looking at first rule principles. However, I do like to look for growth and look for things that are special to me and things that I see outside. So a lot of my investments that I make are primarily based on consumers. I have a lot of consumer discretionary stocks that I love that are little niches that a lot of people probably don't pay attention to, or it's not something that's like talked about a lot. And when it comes to just like McDonald's or certain stocks like that, these are things that are based on the actions of people. And that's how I base a lot of my decisions when it comes to my long-term investments, but also looking at, okay, what have you been doing? How are you handling your money and things of that sort? And that's how I was able to invest in Ulta and make a lot of money. Same thing with Novo Nordisk. Let's talk about it right now. Let's get to it. Um, (laughs) So Novo Nordisk is a pharmaceutical company known for their Ozempic drug. And Ozempic has took the world by storm in the last year and a half. And it's resulted in highs for Novo Nordisk. They were a good pharmaceutical company before, and this is not their first product. They have many products. But what we were able to see is how one product has caught amazing, impeccable sales for this company. And what it really started off of was social media. And with my experience and understanding how it worked for Ulta and how that worked for Elf made me start to look at, hey, I should probably look deeper into this. And this is where that short-term trading comes in, where do I think Novo Nordisk is the top pharmaceutical company? No, never say that. But is it a good investment for the next year or two? Absolutely. And I've been able to prove that with what's been happening, primarily based on TikTok and also looking at TikTok, but also looking at the fundamentals of who we are as people with the number of obesity, the number of people dealing with PCOS, that people that want to get better when it comes to weight loss. So this is where I mean, like looking at consumer, but also understanding fundamentals and putting it together and becoming a really good investor, because essentially it's one product that is bringing this stock. I think Novo Nordisk is up year to date up 40%. And that is primarily based off their main drug that they have, Ozempic. So this is something where women, we can do this. You look outside, you look at things that are happening, you look at things that are trending, and you can invest in these products. So tell me about the fundamentals. If somebody's listening, they're like, okay, Tiff, I get the TikTok trends. I saw Ozempic. I saw this makeup thing. The fundamentals is where you lost me. Okay, so fundamentals is about understanding what is their core business model. So what are the different products that they're offering? How do they plan on distributing it? Things of that sort. But then also there's the numbers components of it, right? What is their debt ratio? How much are they spending? How much are not spending? How much are they spending on market research? And then also you have your CEOs. How long have they been in the company? Have they had any issues? Depending on different industries, of course, if you're looking at pharmaceuticals, it'll be a different guidelines versus you're looking at technology. You know, there's different things that you want to look at, but primarily you're just looking at a full map of everything that's happening. It's kind of like looking at a full report card of your kid versus looking at a whole transcript, right? You can look at your report card for a quarter and that's primarily that you do as like a trader and you can make moves off of that. But you look at the whole transcript that will tell you the full picture of where your student and where your kid is going. That's primarily how I would look at fundamental analysis when you're looking into a company. If somebody's like, I don't know anything about numbers, I'm not a math person, I hear this all the time, I'm sure you do too. What would you say to that? I would say 
honestly, it's just a checklist. And when we teach our fundamental analysis class, we break it down where it's more like, okay, your baseline when you're just learning is primarily how to research and what to look for. That's a checklist. And then the numbers, that's a checklist, right? And there's guidelines that we create and just follow it. And eventually it'll become repetition. I think a really good investor, you have to know fundamental analysis and you have to understand technicals. And we really see that show in 2021, where after 2020, a lot of people just bought a lot of stocks at the high with amazing fundamentals, right? Amazing fundamentals. However, not understanding there's a time to buy. You can't just buy amazing companies whenever because things will hit the ground. I think we saw that a lot in Apple. Apple 2021, stock was pretty high and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's Apple or Tesla. Oh my gosh, it's Tesla. These companies that are more fundamentally sound, not knowing that these are highs and they're going to come back to lows and then you're waiting three years or two years to get back to that high. Fundamental analysis won't teach you that, but technical analysis will. Being able to look at a chart will show you in tandem with your fundamental analysis to say, hey, you know what? I want to invest in Apple for the next 10 years. However, I just know we just went on a run for the last two years. Let me sit and wait for six months. And actually within that six months, how about I invest in Elf or how about I invest in Pepsi and make some more money until Apple is ready for me to invest in something long-term. So really quickly, what's the difference between fundamental and technical analysis? Okay, so technical analysis, you're using more day-by-day, more number analysis. So you're looking at more momentum coming into the stock. You're looking at more averages coming into the stock versus fundamental analysis is more core, deep business principles. Like volume in technical analysis, right? Because you and I are retail traders and then there's institutional traders, which are big institutions, obviously banks, hedge funds that are buying in bulk. And so there are different limits and instruments that happen when big trades go on. And so that's what you're watching. Exactly. Right. So like something like momentum or strength, the strength of where price is going, like you have to understand that. So you've invested, you said, in consumer discretionary. You're into snack companies. You mentioned McDonald's. You teased that you invested 5K in a snack company that made 375K in one year. What company was that? I could show you. That would be great. Have the chart pulled up right here. Okay. So how Pepsi started for me was me doing trades. So what I did with Pepsi is I did trades in between. I don't know how heavy analysis we can go into this, but Pepsi is one of those companies that I've made a lot of money in. And primarily it's just trading within channels where we have an uptrend going here. And what I did was anytime that stock would go down, I would trade the stock up, up and up. So it didn't go up so much year over year. However, we had consistent trades and something that was very easy to track and I was able to take advantage of all these different moves and make a lot of money off of it. But not only Pepsi that I made a lot of money off of as well. One of my other favorite companies. Mondelez. Yes. They have all the delicious snacks. All the good things. This is another trading strategy where you're able to kind of see the uptrend. And then this is what we like to call like a falling wedge. 
And this is on a weekly chart. So this is three-year, one-week chart. And I was able to identify this pattern. And this move produced a lot of money for me within snack companies. And the thing is, when it comes to snack companies, they all trade alike within certain periods. So there's seasonalities where every sector, I should say, has their time and their place where they're going to shine. Money's rotating in and out of the company. And right around this time, not only did the stock go up, a lot of other snack companies went up. And then what people don't realize with snack is that they're kind of inflation proof. If you really think about it and how they kind of maneuver where, how I broke it down to people was, as things are going down, people are going to start eating like shit. Because <laughs> it's a small indulgence. Like you're trying to make yourself feel happy. Exactly. You want to feel good. And also people somewhat can't afford to go to Whole Foods 24-7 or go to Trader Joe's of the world. A lot of times, unfortunately, people will turn to junk food or as stress levels are high, people will turn to junk food. So in moments of high inflation and people are trying to figure out which direction they should go, people went to McDonald's. <laughs> and, you know, looking outside, the lines for McDonald's last year, this time is insane. And you kind of periodically see these rallies happening at McDonald's. And, you know, McDonald's is something that people eat consistently, probably not you and I, but to millions and millions of people around the world, they depend on McDonald's. What are you watching now? Are there any opportunities? Yes. So here at Modern Black Girl, what we say is, if you're a trader and you know how to trade, you can trade the stock down, some of your favorite companies down to key levels that will help you identify, and then you can take it back up. So what we see this summer is that we saw, well, it was like literally late spring into summer, a lot of buying activity happening in tech. NVIDIA is up, Apple is up, Amazon's up, all these things are up. However, it's time to do some rebalancing. And you can look at seasonality charts that can really help summarize what I'm talking about, where there's a time and place. I would love NVIDIA to come down a bit. So I'm looking for NVIDIA to come down a bit so I can get some more. Is there still an opportunity? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's so much growth that needs to happen when it comes to technology, especially in the AI space. And believe it or not, when it comes to our world being digital, there's still so much more to go. And you need a company that understands structure, but also has the bandwidth and the product and the cash to <laughs> make things go. And NVIDIA has that. I think getting down to 350 to 400 range would be really nice. Because that's like essentially when it's on sale and we know the ad is buy low, sell high, but it's hard to do it when like psychologically, how do you stay disciplined? Oh my gosh. I would say maybe have amazing people around you to keep you disciplined, right? Like have an amazing team and also just not putting all your eggs in one basket, especially when it comes to investing your short-term portfolio shouldn't be with your long-term portfolio. Like your day trade portfolio shouldn't even be with your short-term portfolio. Like you should be able to just allocate, you know, your funds appropriately in separate accounts just so it can keep you organized. And also it's easier for you to measure your growth. And proper risk management, important. What does that mean? So risk management is understanding how much you're going to allocate in certain positions and things that you're doing and understanding the risk involved in it. So when it comes to trading, right, there's short-term opportunities based on short-term analysis. So you don't want to put 
all your money in something that is short term. But you want to understand your risk levels and being able to measure based on how much money you have, what you want to do, your goals you want to accomplish, and the risk within the trade, how much you want to put into this trade. And we have so much different calculators that we've created here at Modern Black Girl just to kind of help women understand, okay, you know what? How much can I invest? What should I do first? Because a lot of times that's how a lot of investors and traders really lose is that they come in and they have $10,000. And because you heard that Tesla's going up tomorrow and the next week and it's top stock, you're dropping all 10000 in Tesla. And that's just not how that goes. We end our episodes with a tip listeners can take straight to the bank. I know you have so many, but if they could take away just one thing from today's conversation, what would that be? Bet on yourself, okay? Bet on yourself and you know more than you think you know. And I think for investors and traders, that's the biggest thing that I want people to know. And don't be afraid of the short term. It's just about being disciplined because essentially a lot of times you'll be surprised how short-term moves can help fund your long-term moves, but it's just also having proper risk management. It doesn't have to be a forever relationship <laughs> with all your stocks and all your boys too. <laughs> okay, imagine. <laughs> Money Rehab is a production of Money News Network. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Money Rehab's executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Our researcher is Emily Holmes. Do you need some money rehab? And let's be honest, we all do. So email us your money questions, moneyrehab at moneynewsnetwork.com to potentially have your questions answered on the show or even have a one-on-one intervention with me. And follow us on Instagram at moneynews and TikTok at moneynewsnetwork for exclusive video content. And lastly, thank you. No, seriously, thank you. Thank you for listening and for investing in yourself, which is the most important investment you can make.